From WBUR and Reddit, Endless Thread is back with a new special series. Madness, the secret mission for mind control and the people who paid the price. Light deprivation, shock treatment, hallucinogenic drugs, and she lost her soul. Subscribe to Endless Thread on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. I think we need to do like exercise before we like do things. Cause you're, you're a little sluggish. Oh yeah. <laughs> what's what's that one? Have you seen High School Musical? When they <laughs> before Sharpay goes on and sings, she's like. Burr, 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 mock, mock, no, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm rolling. Okay. In interviewing people for this podcast, there's a question that I asked every single person, which was, if you could tell people to change only one thing for the rest of their life that would have the biggest impact on their health, what would it be? And thus far, all the people we've interviewed have been like nutrition-y people who, you know, study like fat metabolism or the way hyperpalatable foods affect our brain. So you would think their answer would be something like, don't eat as much cheesecake or eat more vegetables or like increase your protein, you know? What I found shocking was that the most common answer was... Exercise. Exercise is good. Exercise as much as I possibly can. The best benefit for the least amount of time would definitely be a resistance exercise. And the best place to learn about it? Food We Need to Talk, a.k.a. this podcast. I'm Yuna Jada. And I'm Dr. Eddie Phillips from Harvard Medical School. I'm guessing this isn't that surprising to you, Eddie, since this is kind of your whole shtick, right? Yes. <laughs> In fact, the field of medicine that I chose, physiatry, we're the doctors of the body or physical medicine or rehab, we are the exercise doctors. We look at the body, we, we actually treat muscles, and it's really important because exercise is medicine. For me, exercise and food were just kind of like two sides of the calorie coin. A donut was a 40-minute jog, or a bowl of kale was a 10-minute walk, and for my whole life, it was like that. So it was just to burn calories. It was yes. just this transaction. You never developed a relationship with the exercise. No. So, Yuna, of course the exercise burns calories, and your math is just impeccable. I was really good in calculus. <laughs> I would say the most important thing is that it actually increases and maintains the muscle mass that you have. Before I ever thought about the muscle mass, my exercise sessions sounded like this. <laughs> But as I started to learn about how important muscle mass was, my exercise completely shifted and sounded a lot more like this. So I asked Wayne Westcott, director of the exercise science program and fitness research program at Quincy College, why is having high muscle mass so important? Great question. Muscle not only burns calories, uses energy when you're active, but when you're at rest, muscle burns lots of energy, so much energy that it makes up about 30% of your resting metabolic rate. When you're sound asleep at night, your muscles burn 30% of your calories. So your resting metabolic rate, that's basically all the calories your body burns when you're doing nothing, like just the calories you burn lying down, sleeping, breathing. Right. I mean, just keeping the lights on is what your resting metabolic rate is. And it becomes even more important as we get older. 
because the natural course of events is to actually lose muscle mass. Our metabolism just slows down. Wow, and that (laughs) is not in my life plan to have a slower and slower metabolism and less and less muscle mass. It is a massive advantage to have a fast metabolism. This is one of our favorite resident fitness podcasters and 20-year personal training veteran, Sal Stefano. In modern times, we don't move much. Food is everywhere around us. Tastes really good. It's better to have a fast metabolism. It's a much better insurance policy. I can eat more and stay lean. So, Yuna, think about it. The food environment has shifted radically over the last maybe even only 30 years, but our genetics haven't changed a bit. And the way that we raise our metabolism alert here is not green tea supplements or apple cider vinegar shots Ah, because there's no science backing them. There's lots of science, though, for good old-fashioned exercise. Okay, so I want a faster metabolism, higher muscle mass, so therefore I need to exercise. I'm going to go (laughs) run on the treadmill, right? Uh, Well, not so fast. Not all exercise is created equal. Cardiovascular exercise is really great for your heart, your lungs, your brain, and your stress levels and all that. But if you actually want to build your muscles, you got to do what we call resistance training. Okay, I heard that word a lot, but what in the literal heck is resistance training? So the first time I ever heard the phrase resistance training, I had some toddlers at home. And I thought it was like, no, 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 no. That's not resistance training. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually the scientific term for lifting weights, using bands, your body weight, anything that stresses your muscle. A lot of times we just hear people call it strength training, and that kind of works as well. But honestly, the reason that I never got into it was because it really doesn't look like it burns that many calories. Like, what is the way that I can burn the most calories the fastest? Lifting weights just looked like so chill. I didn't think it would do anything. (laughs) So if you're just counting calories, you know, you are absolutely right. You're not burning a lot of calories to lift those weights. The cool thing, though is that your body actually has to remodel itself after you've stressed it, and that takes even more calories. So that was the coolest thing that I ever learned about exercise, and I guess the way that really made me understand it was when I thought about what the human body was meant to do. Mm -hmm. So basically, a human being is an adaptation machine. Like, we're meant to adapt to the stresses we put our body through. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, when you go out in the sun, for example, your skin gets tan, right, to better prepare for the next time you go out in the sun. Or if you're like doing really hard, laborious work with your hands, your hands grow calluses Mm -hmm. so that you can better do the work next time. And that's exactly the way I've heard Sal talk about exercise. And it's what actually got through to me finally. When you do lots of cardio, where you just get on a treadmill and jog, 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 or you get an elliptical and go forever, the body is getting a couple different messages. It's getting the message, we need stamina and endurance. It burns a significant amount of calories, so we probably want to become more efficient. We don't need much strength, so a great way to become more efficient at calories is to pare down muscle. So, Yuna, if you're picturing who's going to win the next marathon, I don't know, male, female, who's actually going to win, but you know what they look like. They're going to be slim. They're going to have, like, like zero fat on them, (laughs) small and just... And just fast. They don't, they're not carrying a lot of extra muscle mass around. Exactly. On the other hand, resistance training sends a pretty different message. Resistance training doesn't burn a ton of calories when you do it, but it is sending the signal to your body that's saying, we better build more muscle and more strength to be able to handle this stress. Because when you lift weights, that's what you're doing. You're stressing the body. That's why you get sore. So your body's okay with becoming less efficient with calories. It's okay with speeding up its metabolism 
because you're constantly telling your body, we just need to be stronger. What's really cool, Yuna, is that when you're doing that resistance training, it's not just building up the muscles. Okay. It's actually that the muscles that you have become even more metabolically active. What? Here's how Wayne Westcott describes it. People who don't strength train, if they run or walk or swim or bike, their muscles burn about six calories per pound per day, which is great. That's a lot. People who do strength training, their muscles burn at rest nine calories per pound per day. Resting metabolic rate increases when people strength train between five and nine percent, the average being seven in almost all the studies, seven percent. That's huge in terms of maintaining a better body weight, sustaining your body weight. Seven percent, it doesn't sound like a lot, right? Right. But it adds up to about 250 calories a day. Still doesn't sound like a lot. Right. Over the course of a year, yeah. 20 pounds worth of calories. What? That's basically <laughs> all I need. I don't need to do anything else. So what's really important about this is that Wayne Westcott found in his studies, when people diet down, and they're not doing any exercise, they're just dieting, uh-huh. they'll lose muscle and fat. So you're not just losing fat, you're losing muscle too. Now, if you're anything like me, your natural inclination, if you're doing a diet, is to also run your little butt off on the treadmill. It increases the fat loss, but guess what? It also increases the muscle loss significantly. So it's the worst thing they can do. It exacerbates the aging process of losing muscle. When they do strength training plus diet, they lose the least muscle and they lose the most fat. So it's like the resistance training is perhaps the best exercise to use if you're trying to both lose the fat, and then what's the tough part? Keeping it off. (laughs) So I like to say to my patients, let's lift weights to lose weight. Wow, that's a catchphrase we certainly won't forget, at least not during this short break. Hold that thought. From WBUR and Reddit, Endless Thread is back with a new special series about a real conspiracy involving a doctor in Montreal, LSD, and the CIA. They saw him confessing, and they thought, somebody else is controlling this guy's mind. Madness, the secret mission for mind control and the people who paid the price. Subscribe to Endless Thread on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. So, Yuna, from what we were hearing before the break, it seems like resistance training would be perfect for someone who wants to lose a little weight and then keep it off. Okay, Eddie, but I have a little bit of a problem with this because although it may be fine and dandy for you to grow, like, a broad chest and huge delts and stuff, like, I uh-huh. don't want, <laughs> like, big shoulders. Like, I just don't want to be a bulky person, you know? Yeah, I, I don't quite get it, but I hear you. Okay, do you? <laughs> <laughs> So I found a female person who understands my plight to ask about this instead of all you dudes. Hi, uh, my name is Jackie Shahar, and I'm a clinical exercise physiologist and a certified diabetes educator. So here's the million-dollar question. If I lift weights like Arnold Schwarzenegger, will I look like Arnold? 
that's really not going to happen. I mean, they have to lift uh, extremely heavy weights and load up with so much uh, protein in the body, which is really unhealthy. But if we think about exercise, that it's gradual and progressive, two to three days a week, where they either split muscle groups or do a full body workout, they could actually see great results, tone the muscles, look better, get rid of fat tissue and preserve or even increase a little bit the muscle tissue. So another thing, Yuna, of all the patients I've seen, all the women coming in, I never actually saw one who complained about being too buff. In (laughs) fact, I've had women come in and who started their resistance training and they wanted to show me their Michelle Obama arms. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie, I read somewhere online, I don't know how true this is, but... I'm already a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's already like, uh-oh. Uh-huh. But like one pound of fat yeah. is about the size of a small grapefruit, whereas one pound of muscle is about the size of a tangerine. I guess the idea is that muscle is a lot more dense, so it just takes up less room, right? True. I'm not sure about the exact fruit, <laughs> but yes, you know, fat takes up more room and you're going to be slimmer even if you're at the same weight. If you have more muscle. If you have more muscle, Correct. Wayne Westcott describes that. In our studies, the average person loses about one pound of fat per month when they do strength training, and they add about one pound of muscle per month. So the body weight tends to stay the same. And so people say, kind of surprised, well, I haven't lost any weight, but I'm wearing different pant sizes or dress sizes, or, you know, and my waist is smaller, and my hips are smaller. Well, that's because muscle is more compact, more dense than fat. If we didn't have scales and just had full-length mirrors, people would do a much better job deciding <laughs> what kind of exercise I should do or not do. So, Yuna, we're talking about appearance a lot, which is fine, because as we've established, if you lift weights, your muscles are going to be more toned. You're going to have less fat. You're going to feel better. But we're not just talking about resistance. We still want everyone to be doing their 150 minutes a week of exercise that raises your heart rate. Okay. It's going to take care of other problems like your risk of diabetes, of osteoporosis, of cancer, are all going to plummet the more active you are. You're going to live longer and you're going to live better. And in the meantime, psychologically, there's no medicine like exercise. That is what I found to be the best part about going to the gym for me, for sure. So the stronger I felt in the gym, Mm -hmm. the stronger I felt outside the gym, too. So you were actually feeling more self-efficacy. Like you were able to try something. You lifted the weight today. And then come back three days later, and now you're lifting a heavier weight. Yes, that's why I love exercise, because it's a concrete, physical portrayal of the way Uh hard work works in real life. So what's cool also is that the physiologic effects of starting to lift weights actually come much quicker than just going on the treadmill. And, you're of course, you're going to get faster over time. But for patients that are obese, we start with resistance exercise. I didn't know that. And, and just the psychological benefit, like you're talking about, comes very quickly when you realize that you can and will get better from a little bit of hard work. Back to the whole psychology piece of uh-huh. all of this, I think Sal talks about this really well um, when he was going through a really hard time where a very close family member of his was terminally ill. Exercise became something completely different to him than just becoming stronger and bigger. What saved me was was exercise. And, you know, I wasn't going to the gym to build muscle. I wasn't going to the gym to get lean. I was going to the gym to get away from everything for an hour, to take care of myself, to help my body cope with the things that I was dealing with, to make myself more resilient to the stress that I was under. Wow. 
Wow. And we have not even talked about the effect of exercise on your mood and on your productivity. Here's what Wayne Westcott has to say about that. Numerous studies that have been done in what they call corporate fitness have shown that productivity increases. People are much happier on the job. We've done several psychological studies ourselves showing that everything from engagement and tranquility, those occur when you do exercise. Okay, so we better get a big fat PR check from exercise because we're like repping the hell out of it right now. <laughs> who's, um, who's the big farmer for exercise, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to contact their people. But um, basically what I've deduced from this is that everybody needs to drop everything right now. We need to go to a gym, sign up, and start going seven days a week. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't have to do that much exercise to get the most results. And that's good news for a lot of us because the time intrusion of exercise is still what gets most people not to start and not to continue. And remember, what we're trying to do is get people to change small ways, to commit to changes that they're going to enjoy, like you enjoy going to the gym, and to enjoy and do for the rest of their lives. It's not just like a 12-week beach body challenge. And the research shows that you really don't have to do a lot of strength training. Two times a week, three maybe, is all you need. And a half hour at a time, you're going to see those dramatic results. It's almost like an inoculation. It's just enough to get your muscles moving. So what exactly do we have to do at the gym? If you want a simple answer, listen to The Magic Pill, season one. We cover this. (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) But it works. But if you only had like one exercise to do, I would say squatting. Get the proper form up and down off of your chair just to strengthen your your legs, get into your core. You're also going to work your arms a little bit of push-ups. If you can't do them on the floor, do them against the the edge of a table, and you're going to work your core. If you do that, your life is already changed. If you're overweight, the best thing you can do to carry that weight until hopefully you lose it is to get your muscles stronger. That then is going to take the stress off of your joints. Get some guidance. This is not something that everyone knows how to do. So if you could find a trainer or use a YouTube video or something like that. Fun fact, this is exactly how I got into exercise and learned what to do at the gym was literally 100% through YouTube videos. So today, it's chest training 101. If you're a new person in the gym, this video is for you. All right, you guys want to back like this? I'm going to show you how to do a lap pull down. Welcome back to Fit Tips with Wit. It's a beautiful day to be alive. What's up, guys? Jeff Cavalier, AthleteNext.com. Your training split is killing your gains. Just watch the video and then you just go copy it and try to do it at the gym and that's completely free. But before you chicken out because you're too afraid to look stupid at the gym. I'll tell you something right now. One of the most empowering things you could do is overcome a fear like that. Nobody knows what they're doing at first. Nobody cares. People who work out could care less that there's other people working out in the gym. And, And here's the last part. Stop with the whole I'm afraid. Just go to the gym. Put your headphones on and go take care of yourself and don't let anything stop you, especially fear. Just go in there. You don't know what you're doing. Fine. Hire a trainer. Watch some videos. Start small. Go easy. Once you start to get used to going to the gym and you start to find yourself getting stronger, you're going to be a more empowered individual. In the beginning, I looked so dumb, I'm sure. <laughs> but but when I think in retrospect, Eddie, yeah. I've never in my life been at the gym and looked at other people and been like, ha, 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 that person looks so stupid. Like, everybody at the gym Everyone's is focused their, on themselves. Right, like, right. They're just, they're lifting their weights. They're doing their exercise. And really... Nobody cares. They, they, they really do not care. So, you know, what did we learn today? Okay, what did we learn? I would say that even though our genes you know, want us to have a slow metabolism, 
so that we could survive in, in the times when there was not enough food. And the last 30 years, there's too much food. So we want to actually speed up our metabolism. Right. And the way we do that is by increasing our muscle mass, which we do with... Resistance exercise. Woo! Which doesn't take a lot of time. Even twice a week, 30 minutes is going to actually give you more muscle mass. And I love this part. The muscles you have are going to become, as trained muscles, even more efficient at burning calories. So don't be resistant to resistance training. Uh, you have to lift weight to lose weight. But doom, was it <laughs> I couldn't say it any better myself. You already did. Okay, next week, I want to talk about something we may not be able to change, a.k.a. our genes. You mean like Levi's? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't mean Levi's. I mean genetic genes. So are there genes that make some of us overweight and others not? And do we have any control over them? Like it's the genes that load the gun and the environment that pulls the trigger. Okay, I have like no idea what that means. We'll get into genetics and weight next time. Big thanks to our guests, Wayne Westcott, Sal Stefano, and Jackie Shahar. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Food We Need to Talk. Eddie loves it. I've gotten Eddie totally I'm hooked. hooked. I'm hooked now. Okay. And if you are liking what you hear, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and a review because it really, really helps us out to reach more listeners. And if what you're hearing leaves you with a burning question, send a voice memo to foodweneedtotalk at gmail.com and then we'll try to answer you in future episodes. Food We Need to Talk is a production of WBUR. Our editor and producer is George Hicks. Our supervising editor is Elizabeth Harrison. Our executive producer is Carrie Goldberg. I'm Yuna Jada. And I'm Dr. Eddie Phillips. I'll see you next time. I'm going to go straight to the gym. And I'll see you there. You don't have a membership at my gym. <laughs> I'll break my way in. <laughs> From WBUR and Reddit, Endless Thread is back with a new special series about a real conspiracy involving LSD, a doctor in Montreal, and the CIA. People have a hard time grasping the reality of this. Madness. They saw him confessing, and they thought, somebody else is controlling this guy's mind. A story in five parts about the secret mission for mind control and the people who paid the price. Light deprivation, shock treatment, hallucinogenic drugs. What came home was a shadow, a shell of a man. I want everyone to know that I went through hell. Subscribe to Endless Thread on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.